Welcome to Snazzy Stories. Put some pepper in thy step and lend an ear to the terrific tales of the past. Welcome to Snazzy Stories. If you would like to keep the storytelling alive, please go to patreon.com slash snazzy stories and donate to my storytelling adventure. Also subscribe to the Snazzy Stories podcast on iTunes and many other podcast apps or go to my website snazzystories.com. Now, gender equality has been and still is currently relevant in our society today. It holds an important place in the success of our society in the past and to our future. It wasn't until the 19th Amendment was signed in 1920 that women across America gained full voting rights. However, the Western territories gave women the right to vote long before 1920. The Western territories became known for their ideal beliefs on women's suffrage. Wyoming became the first of the Western territories to allow women to vote in 1869, and the Utah Territory soon followed in 1870. The Western territories were believed to be a place that was harsh and uncivilized, and yet such an uncivilized place respected women more fully than what people would consider more civilized societies of the eastern and southern states. But early in American history, there was some thought of giving women the right to vote in some places not in the West. For instance, single women who owned $50 worth of property in New Jersey could vote beginning in 1776, but in 1807, voting rights became restricted to all white males. In Kentucky in 1838, widows with school-aged children could cast their votes in school elections, but these places were not consistent and had restrictions on which women could vote. The Wyoming Territory is nicknamed the Equality State because they consistently allowed women the right to vote when the legislation was passed in 1869 and did not place voting restrictions on the women in that territory. William Bright, president of the Upper House of the Wyoming Legislature, introduced the bill granting women aged 21 and older the right to vote. Some believed this bill to be some kind of joke, but William Bright took this issue very seriously. His wife later recalled that her husband, a Southerner who fought on the Union side in the Civil War, believed that if all men could vote, then there was no reason why his own wife and mother could not vote as well. William Bright wrote in the Denver Tribune, quote, I knew it was a new issue and a live one, and with strong feeling that it was just, I determined to use all my influence, unquote. The Wyoming State Historical Society notes that the territorial legislature was already leading the charge in gender equality with passing legislation guaranteeing women teachers the same pay as men and granting women property rights separate from their husbands. But a huge step for America as a whole would be Bright's belief in universal women's suffrage. This would be a game changer. The bill giving women the right to vote would pass both houses in an all-male legislature and was signed into law by Republican Governor John Campbell on December 10, 1869. After the bill was passed, the Wyoming Tribune wrote that it is, quote, likely to be the measure of the session, and we are glad our legislature has taken the initiative in this movement, which is destined to become universal. 
Better appear to lead rather than hinder when a movement is inevitable. Unquote. The first woman to cast her vote would be 69-year-old Louisa Swain the following September in Laramie, Wyoming. The Laramie newspaper reported, quote, There was too much good sense in our community for any jeers or sneers to be seen on such an occasion. Unquote. About 1,000 women could now vote in Wyoming, and nearly all of them went to the polls. Many Republicans ended up gaining seats in the legislature, and the Democrats blamed women's suffrage for their lost seats and tried to repeal the new law. But the Republican governor vetoed their attempt, saying, quote, No legislature has the right to disenfranchise its own constituents. Unquote. Not only did this new law give women the right to vote, it also allowed for women to serve on juries and hold public office. The first female justice of the peace in 1870 was Esther Morris. She tried more than 40 cases during her tenure and was considered by her community to be a fair and honest judge. Women jury members also took their duties very seriously and proved that they could be good jurors. However, not everyone believed a jury was a woman's place. Newly elected judges banned women from jury duty in 1871. William Bright, along with many others, were progressives when it came to gender equality. But according to the Wyoming State Historical Society, many others believed that the publicity of women being able to vote would attract single women to the territory where men outnumbered women six to one. Bringing gender balance to the state would help Wyoming when they applied for statehood. Whatever the reason, Wyoming was championed by Susan B. Anthony as, quote, the first place on God's green earth which would consistently claim to be the land of the free, unquote. Utah passed their women's suffrage bill in 1870. Washington and Montana followed suit in the 1880s. Twenty years after Wyoming passed its women's suffrage law in 1889, Wyoming applied for statehood, and some members of the U.S. Congress tried to remove the women's suffrage clause from Wyoming's state constitution. However, the people of Wyoming replied with a resounding no. They said they would not become a state unless everyone could vote equally. And in 1890, Wyoming became the 44th state in the United States and the first state to have full voting rights for women. Francis E. Warren, the governor at the time, wrote, quote, Our best people, in fact all classes, are almost universally in favor of women's suffrage. A few women and a few men still entertain prejudice against it, but... I know of no argument having been offered to show its ill effects in Wyoming. Unquote. True to its nickname of the Equality State, the National Suffrage Convention in 1891 included this tribute. Quote, Wyoming, all hail the first true republic the world has ever seen. Unquote. The West continued the suffrage movement with Colorado approving the measure in 1893 and Idaho in 1896. Montana elected Jeanette Rankin to the U.S. House of Representatives in 1916, four years before the 19th Amendment was passed. As mentioned before, the second territory to give women the right to vote was Utah in 1870. In 1871, the Utah Territory was visited by national suffrage leaders Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton to congratulate the women of Utah on their suffrage success. But Utah had another issue to contend with. 
The Mormon people of Utah believed living in polygamy was their religious right. However, the federal government did not support this idea along with the majority of Americans. Therefore, polygamy was against the law. The National Women's Suffrage Movement was very supportive of Utah women receiving the right to vote because they believed polygamous women to be oppressed and that if Utah women had the right to vote, they would be able to free themselves from polygamy. Brigham Young, the Mormon leader at the time, supported the women's vote because he believed it might change public opinion of Mormon women being under Mormon oppression. Unknown to the outside world, Mormon women living in polygamy during this time would not have voted for the state to rid itself of polygamy. They were converted to the practice and far from being oppressed. The Mormon women of Utah were incredibly independent and probably more so than many women in the United States at the time. These women were encouraged to receive medical training and become educated and even use their religion's priesthood power in their homes if needed. These women had to be independent and be able to take care of their families because their husbands were not necessarily around much. These men had multiple wives and children to interact with, and these men also had to work to support their large families. Polygamy was against the law, and the Mormon people were at odds with the federal government over polygamy. The Reynolds v. United States Supreme Court case in 1879 made it clear that the Mormon people could believe in polygamy, but could not practice it. An anti-polygamy law was actually passed in 1862, then again 20 years later in 1882, but none were really enforced until the Edmunds-Tucker Act of 1887. This law also took away Utah women's right to vote. Eventually, polygamy was outlawed by the LDS Church's leader, Wilford Woodruff, in 1890, or was decreed that the LDS Church would no longer be performing plural marriages. And in light of this, the possibility for Utah's statehood and women getting their right to vote back was now on the table. In 1895, Utah began writing their state constitution, and women's suffrage was up for debate. Petitions were sent to the Constitutional Convention from multiple counties, including Salt Lake, Weber, Utah, Davis, Wasatch, and Juab. Their petitions stated that just because they were women did not mean they were unaware of Utah politics. And since they were taxed equally as men, they ought to have a voice in those politics. Even though many throughout Utah were in favor of women's suffrage, some were not. They believed it would decrease women's femininity and somehow take away what people deemed as a woman's, quote, gentle nature. Others did not want to rock the boat with the federal government. With Utah's past rough relationship with the federal government, some believed writing into their constitution women's suffrage would hinder the chances for statehood. However, Utah decided to include women's suffrage in their constitution, and they became the 45th state in 1896. Oddly enough, women in Utah could not vote to ratify the document that would give them back their right they once had in 1870. Utah continued its gender equality in the small town of Kanab, Utah. Nine years before all women in the United States won the vote, Kanab elected a woman mayor and an all-female city council. This was the first time in the United States history that an entire city council was all women. In fact, this news reached Europe as well and was touted as the first in the world. The mayor was Mary Elizabeth Woolley Chamberlain. 
She was actually the sixth wife of Thomas Chamberlain. However, she didn't marry Thomas until 1900, 10 years after the LDS Church officially stated that plural marriages were no longer being performed. However, many LDS members moved to Mexico or Canada to continue polygamy. Many people broke off from the mainstream Mormon religion to continue their polygamous groups. But in this case of Thomas and his sixth wife, Mary, they were able to find someone to marry them in secret in an LDS temple. When Mary was elected to the office of mayor of Kanab, she actually did not use her last name of Chamberlain, but instead used the name Mary W. Howard. The rest of the women on the council were Blanche Hamblin, Ada Segmiller, Tamar Hamblin, and Luella McAllister. These women served their town successfully for two years. Mary Howard, or Chamberlain, explained the unusual circumstances behind the council's election. Quote, in these little towns, there is not salary enough in any of the offices to justify men to devote their time to them. And as their other work calls them away from home most of the time, the affairs of the town were often sadly neglected. So on the morning of Election Day in 1911, the first three men at the polls suggested that they make up a ticket of women, which they did more as a burlesque than anything else. But we were every one elected by a large majority, unquote. These women took on the challenge and instituted changes to the town of Kanab. They prohibited the use of slingshots to help protect the birds from careless youth. They passed laws to stop cattle, horses, and stray dogs from running loose through the town. The need for inspecting stockyards for cleanliness was high, so they created a board of health. They had bridges built for irrigation canals as well as ditches, and a large dike was built to protect Kanab from flooding. These women also instituted a day known as Stinkweed Day, or Cleanup Day. They gave away $10 and $5 prizes to the owner of the cleanest and best-kept street and sidewalk surrounding any home. These women also supported the temperance movement and the morals that movement brought to the forefront. Kanab was made a, quote, dry community, implementing anti-liquor town ordinances. Ball games, foot races, or horse races were not permitted on the Sabbath, or any other noisy outdoor activities within the limits of the town on the Sabbath. This council also brought forth the initiative to have the cemetery surveyed and plotted. At the end of their two-year political career, many claimed these women had done more for their town than any other previous town councils combined. Chamberlain commented, quote, In fact, our supporters say that we have done more for this town than all the male boards they have ever had. They urge us to run again at the coming election. It is a noted fact that nine-tenths of the people never knew before who the members of the town board were or that there even was a board. But you can ask any child on the street who the present board is, and they can tell you every one of our names. Unquote. Ada Segmiller was the only member of the council that ran again. She won, but she resigned at the first meeting. Mary Chamberlain was hoping the city would continue to elect more women, but in 1914, it went back to an all-male city council and mayor after Ada resigned her post. The women's suffrage movement in the Western territories was absolutely more progressive than anywhere in the United States. The Wild West is often seen as uncivilized and not a place for women, yet some of the most important aspects of gender equality occurred in these territories. 
This goes to show us that things are not always what they seem and that goodness can come out of the most unlikely of places. Thank you for listening to Snazzy Stories. Come back again where everyone has a story. Thank you.